0: Hello, and happy, uh, first weekend of July. I won't say happy 4th of July, because screw that holiday. I'm Uh, I'm here with uh, Michael and Lauren, of course. Yeah, I did uh, make my uh, third controversial post this last month on Facebook. I I said, you know what? This year, and until America gets their credit together, I'm just not going to be celebrating July. Now, uh... There was one person who got mad at me, of course. But outside of that, what are you guys' stance on 4th of July this year?
1: i have agreed there's not much to celebrate for the past several years. But the way I see it, you know, some people, they're atheists, but they put up a Christmas tree, you know. So just because I don't think that the holiday is necessarily celebrating a good thing, I i am still participating because i like to eat hamburgers and drink beer i guess
0: <laughs> like could you do that on any other day that's the thing is what i'm wondering is like what makes specifically the fourth of july it's that special to those activities I mean, I get the fireworks. A lot of people love fireworks. I like fireworks. They fireworks look really cool. But I mean, th- this year I'm like, you want? Know yeah, I just don't feel good about it. I mean, my family they're celebrating. I'm not. They're not racist. It's just something they condition. It's been a American tradition for us Americans and you know us white people. Through several years, and I totally get why my whole family wants to still cel- celebrate. Excuse me, but yeah, I'm I'm just saying no until they get their crud together. So, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Yeah, de- well,
2: the holiday itself, the holiday itself celebrates the signing of the Declaration of Independence when the American colonies said to England, we're not doing this anymore. And then, of course, there was a huge war fought, and then we had the Constitution made and such like that. And I think the ideals of the Declaration of Independence are still valid. Now, at the moment, we're having a rather horrid patch as a country. But that doesn't change that the Declaration of Independence was an important step and founded the entire place that we live. And we get the opportunity in November to change things, which is one of the great things that we came up with this democracy by representation and we limited the president to 4 years so if something like this were happened there are paths that were written and made to take care of it we tried impeachment it didn't work but we get election in 4 years to change that so i think the 4th of july is still valid because it celebrates a document that is important to all of our histories yeah i mean in that
0: regard yeah. But
2: I understand if you want to protest to it, that's fine. I don't mind at all. Uh, you know, I'm not going to get mad about it. But I think there is something valid there to say, yes, this is where this country, where we have the opportunity to make these changes
0: began. Yeah, no, I totally get that. It's just where where it stands of, you know, the country to celebrate independence and to celebrate liberty and and freedom. And then, you know, I look at... Rapid growth of racism and... and, I mean, even there's a bit of sexism and homophobia going on. I mean, there's battles between that still ongoing. Even to this day, there's some events, uh, like conventions... No, not here in in Texas, but there was one in Atlanta that was supposed to happen, even online, and there was a huge sexual allegation that came up on the uh, CEO of it, and it turned out to be true because it was leaked photos of exchanging nudes with uh, little children. So I mean, there's there's many things that this uh, country needs to get its crud together. Even before the pandemic, we had so many shootings. So, and that's why I'm not that respectful to the 4th of July is that we talk about, man, it, this is a free country. This is our right to do this. And a lot of people spend that time just be, rebelling against very, you know, very reasonable causes. Like, hey, wear your mask out. Don't tell me what to do. This is my country. I mean, this this is my freedom. I have the right to go out with no mask. All right. That happens so much. I mean, that's why people try to justify all this crud that we're going through, you know, racism, and then, uh, you know, people going out and not social distancing or wearing masks or anything, is they say, hey, it's our freedom to do this, and say whatever the heck we want and do whatever the heck we want and that's where that's where i'm kind of like you know what i think not all of us now i get why you know people enjoy just genuinely enjoy fourth of july and just honestly goodness just enjoy the holiday i totally get it but there are some people who just look at the purpose of this holiday for the wrong context so that brings us to today where we are going to be talking about hamilton the musical that was now filmed and now released on disney plus and the interesting thing about that when you talked about uh, thomas jefferson's this is a musical about some historical events that happened back then and even thomas jefferson he does play a part in this story but it's about alexander hamilton and you know stuff that's going on over there yeah, but a lot of people my sister included really loved this musical they loved it to death and talked about how amazing this is i have never experienced the musical not even listened to the soundtrack until it was released on disney plus so you got the lauren here who went out and paid how many thousand dollars to sit up in front and watch this thing uh however many years ago that's not <laughs> <true>. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: I saw it in Dallas. I didn't see it at the Richard Rodgers.
0: Yeah, but how much money did you pay?
1: I don't know. My parents did. <laughs> I think that it was a very fortunate thing that I was able to do and I'm very grateful, but it wasn't thousands of dollars, I can assure you. Well- It was still a great privilege.
0: Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Well, I'd say that people who went and they saw it in New York, they paid, I think, a, a, one per ticket, I think it was $1,800.
1: Yeah, for seeing it in New York, definitely. Yeah. It was that much
0: money. So I guess you get a a, che- a cheaper part in Dallas. Uh, I mean, is it what, even with the same cast? I, don't, I Probably not, I bet.
1: No, it's a touring company. Yeah. But everything was about the same because I did wind up catching with my parents on Disney plus subscription, I did see the recorded version last night. And so like everything was basically the same, like, sometimes they have different sets or something when they do a touring production but everything was about the same it was just the original actors
0: yeah so we'll be talking about that and it's really interesting that this actually released the weekend of the fourth of july so that is uh gonna be the i mean pretty much the main thing a lot of people just been if they're not celebrating fourth of july they're not going out and doing fireworks or you know hamburgers or whatever they're just sitting down and watching hamilton over and over again so that is the big thing of this weekend for sure the other things we're going to be talking about since we're keeping in a theme of musicals and disney musicals uh newsies which i heard so much about regarding the play and i actually know some uh uh, ladies who actually or acted in the play of uh, the, the Newsies play, and I was like, you know I'll just watch the movie version that released in 1992 that stars uh, Chris and Bill. And, you know, I, there are people who really enjoyed this. Michael Cross said, eh. So, I... <laughs> I don't mean... To... <laughs> I checked it out, and you know what? I have thoughts. And then, you know what? Again, keeping it within the musical theme of this, uh, uh, The Asylum has their own musical. (laughs) Because there was high school musical, now there's Sunday school musical. So that was... that was a movie that we watched. Or at least me and Lauren, I bet Michael Cross said, no, heck no, I saw Titanic 2 and that was it.
2: <laughs> I've never watched High School Musical. I have no desire to watch High School Musical. It's cute. And so watching a, a cheap ripoff of High School Musical, no, that wasn't happening.
0: Yeah, well, me and Lauren probably watch it, because, you know what, me and Lauren, we go to Sunday school, so maybe this is authentic to it. Uh, <laughs> but that... That was, the, that was the third movie. Anyway, and let's start off with Hamilton. The interesting thing with this movie, or this play recorded into a movie, I, there was a movie that was supposed to come out last week, weekend, and I was so looking forward to it. And do you guys, have you guys heard about this movie, In the Heights? Yes. Or Michael? No. Okay. No. Well, so In the Heights is actually... The movie is, was based off of a play from Lin-Manuel uh, Miranda, who also created Hamilton. And that was supposed to arrive pretty much last week as the theatrical adaptation of the said musical. And when I saw that trailer, I was like, wow, this looks fantastic. I cannot wait to see it. This film right here in the Heights was a adaptation of lin-manuel Miranda's other play before he did hamilton and the whole thing about it was basically tackling racism head-on because you have uh, the main character where it starred lin-manuel Miranda's, and this guy working at a, a dollar store and he has big hopes and dreams to in uh, to the uh, music scene but you know racism and he's living in this very poor neighborhood or cul-de-sac that's disappointing or disappearing. I mean, simply because, well, there's just no support for them. And it's just them trying to fight their right for the right to exist. Now, did you see the play version of this in the Heights, Lauren?
1: I did not. I okay. am not very familiar with In the Heights. I've known about it for many years, but I'm not familiar with it.
0: Both of them share a lot in common of it being a story-driven musical using various types of music. I mean, mostly hip-hop, and which that's been the huge appeal to Hamilton is that you've got this dramatic story being told through music and a lot of the times through R&B. And, you know, not all the time. There's sometimes there's just a melody or other types of music but you see lynn monroe mirandis play a lot with rap and in a way to tell a story which is what made those musicals very interesting to people but also because the message at least within the heights and with hamilton you have alexander hamilton the story of this person who has done a lot of good and even some bad throughout the 1700s and the story kind of goes into basically his own origin, or not not well not completely his own origin, but just the the stuff that made him well known and even hated. And you see it going through different parts of history, especially the as we mentioned earlier, the Declaration of Independence and some other things with the u.s constitution you see some other characters in here we mentioned thomas jefferson there's even george washington john adams other people you might recognize or at least names you might recognize played by these very talented theater actors i mean all of them do great job really this movie is the exact same thing as the play being that is the play so i mean what you see in the play is what you see here the the difference is does the experience of watching a film play, is it better than just seeing it in person? Like, do you notice any difference as the experience of Hamilton? And I think the person with the most interesting answer to that would have to be Lauren, who's seen the play in person and watched this recorded. Do you notice anything different?
1: Well, yeah, because there's, you know, the camera work, there's close up shots. So, a lot of things, because we were like in the way back row when we saw Hamilton. So, you know, it was hard. My complaint when I saw the play was I felt that the um, main cast didn't have a lot of chemistry with each other because, um, I don't know, it's really, I guess because of where we had been seated, it's hard to really see that just based on gesture. So I feel like when I saw the play, um, the film version, I could see, you know, people's facial expressions more. And so it was easier to um, really, I guess, feel like they had more chemistry. And it was more convincing because of that. So that that was the main difference to me.
0: Yeah, and for you, Michael, who hasn't seen the play at all, but you've listened to the songs, which is the interesting part, because in this play, characters are constantly singing. There's hardly any dialogue where it's not being thrown into music so you basically listen to the entire play is there a, a different type of experience you got listening to the songs and then just seeing it all the choreography but you still the same exact thing that you've listened to
2: uh oh huge um night and day <clears throat> i i love the album i think it's fantastic but to see it performed and this this filmed version of it has such great energy and action to it and it just added so much more dimension to the entire thing Um, much more emotionally hitting Um, it it was a full experience rather than I'm just getting to listen to it it'd be kind of like having a movie on but you're not watching it you're only hearing what goes on and you're missing a whole piece of it and this provided that entire missing piece. I was extremely impressed.
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing that I was impressed so much was how much they experimented with the choreography. I mean, choreography in a play is everything because you have a lot of dance numbers, a lot of uh, props moving around. But they've done some interesting things. Is like For example, they have a moving table on the ground. And there are some songs where there's this... The ground is, like, this circle is just rotating. And it's allowed them to play with some different uh, images. Like, it, someone explain, or uh, one of the times when uh, Alexander Hamilton was explaining that he's experiencing a tornado and you just see stage performers just lift up different objects and just slowly move them around so you kind of get that sort of visual feeling of a hurricane that uh, alexander hamilton is experiencing i mean there's some other i mean the dance numbers they really sell a lot of things and i mean as well as the music i mean that's Pretty much the biggest selling point is the music. But just seeing these actors perform, you know, while they sing. And I was very impressed because one of my pet peeves in a musical is usually when they don't stop singing. And, I mean, for example, with The Greatest Showman, uh, there are there so many people who love that musical. And I I just could not get it. I, I did not enjoy it. I mean, I thought it was all right but one of the things was I wasn't getting any sort of investment into these characters... And it was just that, well, Hugh Jackman, he's really great at singing. I mean, he is. That is definitely true, but I didn't really get much out of this character and the whole thing about, wow, this celebrates diversity. Well, all of the black characters are in the back just dancing. They don't really have any lines in the movie, so I'm like, where's the diversity? I mean, then when you know about, or or B.T., or what was his name, P.T. Barnum? P.T. Barnum? Yeah, when you actually know about who that person is... He's kind of evil. Well, so. you can
1: say the same about the characters in Halo. Yeah,
0: no, definitely. But th- that's the thing is the movie didn't p- represent that. It made him seem like okay, he's got some sleazy, sleety things, but he's still kind of a good guy. And th- this play is like no, Alexander Hamilton. He did some great things, but he's also kind of a a, a, a punk. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are parts of this movie where he uh, committed adultery. He, uh, you know, he tried to scam some people. I mean, it, Alexander Hamilton. They don't make him to be this hero and they play it just one step at a time and that's why i do appreciate despite that yeah I, I, the whole time the two hours and 40 minutes like there's not even a stopping point well except for intermission so there's like yeah, yeah there is a a minute of intermission but besides that they are singing non-stop which I mainly have a problem with that when it's taking over the story you're trying to tell. And for this, it is not. Because they work these two things hand-to-hand. And not mm. only that, unlike The Greatest Showman, this movie actually does show diversity. Because you see a lot of black uh, actors. You see some Latino-Latina actors. I mean, of course, Lin-Manuel Miranda's in very predominant roles. Miranda. Miranda, sorry. Miranda, that's why I say Miranda's. Miranda sorry but he is a latino actor with just great musical talent i mean it shows even in films where he just provide the music like moana that soundtrack is so good and that is because of this one man who uh, i mean he would co-produce the songs for that movie uh, and, and i thought he was good in in uh, mary poppins returns and so, I mean, he's got the talent, and you really see it on screen. And I I just had so much fun watching this. Now, was I emotionally invested in it? That is actually an interesting question. This is where I bring back up In the Heights. Now, I was looking forward to it because the the trailer got me uh, emotionally teared up. I mean, just the fact that you see these young uh, Latina and Latino uh, people in... in the uh, this uh rural streets of new york and or in manhattan sorry it was either manhattan or york shoot i screwed that up but you see them trying to keep each other supported through the issues of poverty there are even parts where the main character he is crying his butt off because he just feels like there's just no hope for him. I teared up watching that trailer. I did not cry at all in this uh, play. I'm gonna say that. I did not, I was not not emotionally swept in that regard, and I think that does go back to the fact that they are constantly singing. Because there was a part where a character dies, I don't want to spoil and say who, because for those of you who haven't seen the play, I mean, it was trying to present itself uh, as uh, being emotional and moving, but the the fact that they're singing to this character's death—just that on that basic principle—I—I I never got any tears out of me. I was just like, "All right." I, so, I'm, like,
1: when that happens in Lay Mis* or something, you feel the same way. Like, it's less impactful.
0: I have not seen Ledmaid, *Les me *Les Or think—I've D- <laughs> not seen. Yeah, that. no. It
1: took me like forever to learn how to say that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I have not seen that one. Or what were you saying, Michael? No, no go ahead. Well, yeah, because yeah,
1: it's a, its a similar kind of death in that movie. So I was wondering, because a lot of people found that very moving, so I just wanted to know what your thoughts were.
0: Well, I'll say, for a song to be very moving, there are some songs that I cried my butt off to. But I think with this one, you just hear the the person dying. He's actually singing too, and that's what kind of threw me off of, from being emotionally, uh, you know, in, or from crying up. I mean, that's just with me. I I don't find that tugging on my heartstrings if you have the character singing while he's dying but i mean i try to remember i'm trying to remember some of these movies on the top of my head but there were films where they had musical numbers that put me into tears so much oh you know what i think la la land there was actually a song into the into the to all the well the one oh the
1: one that she sings in the audition yeah
0: yeah that one that one actually got to me but i mean this one nah there are a couple of songs that i enjoyed probably not as much as most of them but i mean i had fun still throughout i mean yeah I, i also did kind of feel the time but i mean it was a musical that i had so much fun watching that i would i would very much want to see it again i mean it, that's the the really interesting thing is though after I finished watching it it asked me to watch uh was it this the song of the sea or the sound of song the sound of music the yeah, sound of music <laughs> it
1: recommended that to us too
0: which is very interesting to recommend that type of musical just because this is I, I mean the theme of Hamilton there, there is a bit of a racial prejudice they do bring that up I mean, Lin-Manuel Miranda, I mean, he puts all, all those issues into his, uh, the main two musicals that, or three musicals that he's uh, part of. And I, I totally thank him for, you know, being very upfront with these things. Uh, I mean, it's very powerful, some of these messages are, and how they're using real history... To kind of uh, explain some of the things that we haven't been taught when we were kids. Or at least I never learned when I was in uh, history class i mean i had a lot of fun with this i'll say i mean there are people who are obsessed with it it's not my number one favorite musical but i can definitely see the enjoyment of it and i had a blast so i'd say uh, high good for me yeah, who wants to go first yeah
1: i i yeah like i've known about this for a long time even before i saw the show i listened to the cast album a lot and i kind of you know as time gone by like i've, I've read some really valid like criticisms of the musical, but I think that I enjoyed it. I think that this was a good recording and I would also
0: recommend Yeah, it. Uh, what about you, Michael? I, I was
2: uh, blown away with, like I said, I enjoyed the soundtrack, this added so much to it. Uh, I thought it was pretty amazingly done. Um, the way it was shot, two performances with a live audience, uh, for most of the shooting. And then they did one more where they would have crane shots and be able to do the close-up shots without an audience. And they blended them all together just perfectly. You can, yeah, There's times where I could tell, though well, this is without the audience just because of the shot they're using. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's pretty seamless the way it goes through. Yeah, We're I was not aware like of that put at put all. Together. Yeah, and so, yeah, there's actually three shows that you're seeing put together. Uh, and when you get, you know, those close-ups or a Zoom shot moving around, You know there isn't an audience in the theater because the camera would be in the way. But uh, beautifully done, the way they put it together. And I find the songs emotionally hitting. Uh, The scene you're talking about in particular, and I don't know if we can... It's history, so I don't know about spoilers, but... (laughs) Yeah, I found that very, very emotional. Uh, the ending with the whole song "Who Tells Your Story." Uh, yeah,
0: that song was good. I, I, I was
2: put away. It was just I was really impressed, and I'm perfectly happy to admit I teared up more than once watching
0: it. I'd say you know I, I had a big smile on my face. I even laughed because there was plenty of humor in this musical too. It's oh, not always completely yeah.
2: I find King George hilarious.
0: Yeah, King George. He, <laughs> no, he I, really I was, got to me. But and I and mean, his some songs of these have yeah. always
2: been my favorite songs.
0: Yeah, some. Of these these rap battles also they're kind of funny too i also say <laughs> that thomas jefferson he was also or at least the portrayal of him in this uh musical he was also pretty funny too i, I mean mm-hmm. he had kind of a side character role but i mean yeah leslie elman jr uh, i mean i thought he was great too i mean all these all these actors i mean linden man rel miranda he's the the creator of this the lead star and he wrote the songs but i mean you gotta give it to pretty much the entire cast or just having so much fun with the characters they're portraying, and, and I also want to say is when you mention it being seamless, I totally see that because uh, before I was predicting that they were gonna have to edit this. Uh, from what I hear, the original play is a little bit radar, and I barely noticed the edit the, or the things that they've edited out that would have made this radar. There was probably like a part where when the character said, "Oh, and that mother f and." They just kind of cut it right there. And there was a, another part uh, where it was talking about H- yeah, Hamilton's scandal. I think it was Thomas Jefferson. No, it was one of them, but they were like, uh, you know that lady where you bent over and, oh, hey, wait a minute. So they basically just barely cut uh, through all of the F-bombs that were gonna were originally in the play that they cut out for this. Well, there were only three yeah. in the original
2: yeah. play. They... they beeped her record scratched out too and then Hercules Mulligan he gets the one where <laughs> he actually drops the F-bomb because you only get one on a
0: PG rating or a PG-13 but yeah I mean that that's the, the yeah. weird thing with these ratings uh, I mean yeah I remember back then PG movies they could put down the F... Or they could throw down the F-bomb. I think that was like Beetlejuice. That movie was PG, and there was a part where Beetlejuice even cursed. Uh, was well, not that because that was
1: before
0: one. they invented PG-13? Yeah, yeah, so...
2: But you only get one F-bomb. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> so... He had
2: three, and he had to pick which one he was going to let ride through, and he let Hercules Mulligan have it. Because yeah. uh, Miranda himself personally chose how it would be edited.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, you barely notice it. That's the uh, other thing. And there are people who make a big deal out of it. Out oh gosh, how do, you, how do you censor that? I I did not even notice that this play was originally, I mean, I, I guess, barely rated R. Uh, I mean, it just flowed seamlessly with the editing. I mean, that's great. I mean, I mentioned the, the, the sets and the costumes. It's... A wonderful play that I got to experience without paying eighteen hundred dollars or more. So this movie actually makes me even more excited than I already was for *While well, in the Heights*, which was the other or other play by Len Manuel Miranda that was supposed to be adapted into movie form and released last week, but due, Corona said, "You know what? F off for a year," and now in the heights is releasing next year in june which is so crazy or what
2: it's actually got more of a story than that i don't know if you know i I just did a quick look as when you mentioned it gee i haven't heard of this um it was originally produced by harvey weinstein (laughs) the, the, the me too movement came up he got pulled off of it and of course his company was disbanded the film was sold to Warner Brothers for sixty million dollars, bat auction, because they had these properties that were already shot, and it's like they aren't coming out under Weinstein's company. So this one got sold to Warner Brothers, and now, of course, we have the Corona putting it off again. But it's already been put off once. In fact, yeah. it almost fell and completely disappeared. But Warner Brothers bought it at auction, and that'll be who, who will be releasing it.
0: You know what? I don't really want to even associate like the movie with. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, because Harvey did, Weinstein didn't make this movie. If he... If Harvey right. M- Weinstein made this movie, he would have raped the Latina girl in, in the film. I mean, that's like saying Paddington, Peddington 1 and 2. Those are Harvey Weinstein's movies, because... The first one was produced under Harvey Weinstein. The second one was under Harvey Weinstein, then got sold to Warner Brothers and released a little later. So I would not be discouraged just because it just so happened to be under the uh, Harvey Weinstein company. And, I, I, I mean... The fact that it is saved and brought under by Warner Brothers and Lynn manuel Miranda can uh, tell this story. I don't think that should be discouraged because when you look at the trailer for the film the message of it is so relevant today. There is so much racial injustice going on today. I mean you got Hispanics locked in cages still. Uh, you got, you know, black people getting uh, harassed and killed. Same with Asians just for being just because the president is so him with COVID-19 so the the story in this movie is very important to where okay so what Harvey Weinstein originally produced it he's gone so that really shouldn't be a factor anymore I mean if it was still produced by him then I I don't know but I mean I don't think that he had any creative influence into this movie I mean if he did then well yeah
2: in reality Harvey Weinstein had very little creative influence on most of his movies He's the producer. He writes the checks. Uh, His company put up the money for it. And no, I don't think it affects this film at all. That, you know, it's gotten to move on and someone has seen the value in it. $60 million for the value to pick it up and put it on out. Because the list of films that we all love that Harvey Weinstein was associated with is huge. Even Clerks was a Harvey Weinstein production. So, no, I don't see any reason to hold that against any film at this point in time.
0: Yeah, I mean, when it eventually comes out, I am definitely looking for it, even more so after seeing how talented this guy is with his musicals. I mean, that, that just gets me even more excited thinking about how he even puts his other play in, into movie form. I mean, the thing is, a year later, racism is still going to be a huge issue, so I mean, it's great to, that this movie is still going to happen. I mean, I wish it would even just go straight to video, because uh, you seen 50 and 60 million dollar movies still work out at home but i get why they want to put it on the big screen i hope theaters still exist by then cuz i mean pe companies were still losing money so we we don't know but yeah it is a shame the movie got pushed back a whole year but i mean hopefully by then we'll have a vaccine or something will happen but yeah i mean this play if anything this tells you how great of a musician and a storyteller. Lynn manuel Miranda is he's is a talent that I very much look up to. So, I mean, the the love for this play and his other play too. I mean, of his work is definitely deserved, but yeah. Anyway, you, you want to know another movie that Harvey Weinstein also produced? Sunday School Musical. No. <laughs> no, no, he he did. He, he actually I don't know that for sure. So, I, Uh, uh, (laughs) Lauren's like, why why are you... What kind of segue?
1: Podcast segues are hard, man. I... I, A for effort,
0: honestly. (laughs) Yeah, well, I am admittedly a fan of these Asylum movies because they are so crud and they are so crazy with their stories. It all started... You want to go back again? It started with homeward where me and justin sat through the whole hour and 20 minutes and lisa came on to sit through the whole the first 10 minutes and go why did you make me watch this and it was a ripoff of onward and some other disney movie or disney property films i mean it had an adventurous plot to it and it also had tom green from freddie got fingered so a lot of yeah <laughs> and it was that it was
2: be a recommendation. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> but it was a simply crazy film. And then I heard that it's, this was actually their best animated movie. And that's when I discovered Trollland. Which, that's when me and Lauren watched Trollland. The, the movie that starred or, uh, ja, ja Rule and Dick Van Dyke. Uh, along with some other people. And a movie that looks worse than those info commercials. But that was the enjoyment of it because of how hideous it looked. It was a weird fever dream. Then we watched some other movies, like uh, Battle Star Wars. Uh, (laughs) And uh, what are some other ones we saw? Oh yeah, Titanic 2. Or, uh, yeah, Titanic 2. Which, that was the one that you missed, Lauren, but that was where Titanic came back again 10 years later. And these people were... uh, These... Two cup or a couple, they were having an argument because one of them played a prank. Because uh, that's another thing Asylum likes is they like pulling pranks in their stories and in real life. And so that got them onto another. Oh yeah,
1: like those trolls, they love pranks and trolling.
0: Oh, and and in Homeward, in Homeward, and oh. in Battle Star Wars, this is a consistent <laughs> thing. <laughs> Every movie they've so far that I've seen, pranks are involved somewhere.
1: I love that. It's the sign of an yeah <laughs>
0: And the funny thing was, the movie was actually directed, produced, and co-starred by Dick Van Dyke's grandson. So we found out why Dick Van Dyke was in Trollland. And And the other big thing was they saved a woman with a a credit card. A woman was dying on the ground, and they taped a credit card to her wound, and she came up just fine, only to get chopped off in half the next scene. So... These movies are some something else. So what do you do when you make a knockoff to a movie that isn't even CG heavy at all? I mean, high school musical, there's not any CG. That makes for an interesting challenge for a oh, good old asylum to do Sunday school musical, which is about a little musical competition uh, happening at church. But unfortunately, the church doesn't have enough money to fund for this competition or to fund. So in order to do that, you have these two rival me, uh, rival uh, church groups having to compete against each other and then learn you know if we're gonna win this competition and earn enough money to save our church we've got to work together and can they do that while there's so much going on Uh, (laughs) lauren you probably saw this
1: Yeah, yeah i did
0: yeah, what what do you, what do you think?
1: I don't know. I I definitely like my take on Mockbusters. After seeing Troll Land was I I don't think they're bad in an interesting way because if all they're trying to be is a cheap ripoff of something else that's not an interesting failure. And I think the same, I think I still kind of have that attitude after seeing Sunday School Musical, but there were some parts of it that were like actually fun. I actually don't think the songs were that bad. Like I do think some of the songs were pretty good. The only thing like the the one thing there's like a a great amount of like technical incompetence throughout these movies oh yeah and like that was kind of the thing with like the, the clipping animation in the troll land and for this one it was like the sound editing was very bad like characters would like be whispering to each other and like you were supposed to hear it but you couldn't and things like that so so what did you think? Uh,
0: you know what? I have to disagree that the songs were actually pretty good. Because the movie <laughs> started off with... I'm Christian Bale. No, Christian Bale was the name in this movie. <laughs> no, let me get to the right movie. Sorry. Here we go. Chris Chapman. That's the that's the protagonist's name. Or at least the, the actor who plays him. And he is mu- starting musical numbers like, Yo, I got a place to see! I got things to do! Yo, yo, yo! And I'm like, oh my gosh. This is a black stereotype to the... Th- Thick T. He is just like uh, that. That you, you know that that kid that it's like one of those racist white kids that really want to be black so badly because he plays into every single stereotype from the beginning of the movie. Uh, I mean, he you know he has trouble in school. Yeah, he just uh, wants to play pranks on people. He wants to get in trouble, and I'm like, okay, this is a little too but I mean the, the, the opening song I, I, I didn't think his singing was very good and, and I mean the lyrics they were generic as heck but what really got to me was the song after that where they had a or just a a live choir performance and it was this little light of mine and I was focused on all of the audience members because they had such amazing reactions uh, the, every time they were—I mean, the whole time they were singing—you ha- you have the camera turned back to the audience, and the audience members are like, <laughs> "And I'm like, wow, they must not be very interested in their music." And then after that, "Bravo, that was great!" Yeah. And I'm like, "What?" You look. You guys look like you're even falling asleep. There's even like some audience members in the back. They were. They had their backs turned. They weren't even looking at the. Thing.
1: Well, wasn't that partly because that was the rival choir at that point? So they were like mad that they were doing so well.
0: No, I mean even just regular audience members who were just judges—they were enjoying. It. I mean, well, they were—they had the same face. Every audience <laughs> member had the same reaction, regardless if they were the rivals or not. And it's—I guess that's true. Yeah, and the the whole thing is this—it's. It, these characters they're so cartoony and such a well i wouldn't even say lovable because i mean i would kind of say lovable a little bit it, it, you had again yeah chris chapman but then you have uh, some of these other people I, I forgot the guy's name but the guy who looks like jared fogel what's his
1: <laughs> oh i i hated him i was so mad like He's usually like, i think that kind of character can be a lot of fun like the real uptight snooty character, right? But I, I just wanted to punch him in the face. He was not good.
0: <laughs> no, he's like, Excuse me, you gotta do detention. Uh, uh, seriously? You're not doing your job. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my gosh, you are not real. <laughs> but no, I And I, those I...
1: characters can be so fun, but he just wasn't any fun. <laughs> uh,
0: excuse me, this is not how you do a musical. <laughs> and then you... I'll say the one actress who was decent at singing. I, I don't think Chris Chapman had it in him, but there was one... uh, uh who is the other... <sighs> Black Lady, I forgot the char- actress's name. I think it's uh, Candice Le- Lakota. She was okay. I mean, there's not much to any of these characters, but as far as singing goes, she was the one where I'm like, all right, I think she could have it if like the lyrics were... You know, the- there were anything interesting. But it-, it felt like all these songs, they were... People came up with them, these uh, ideas, and they wrote it in just a few seconds. Like, all of That's these...
1: That's why I was impressed with them. I was like, this could be way worse for the amount of effort they clearly didn't
0: put into it no they put no effort in these songs that one of them is called i or i'm the boss and that's the really the whole uh it it, it i mean I, I didn't that's the thing is i i'm sometimes even just speechless by these movies they're so crazy i mean they, you mentioned the sound editing and yeah, there was a lot of sound ending issues. There's even parts where, when people just shake hands, you would hear that clap. Like, mm-hmm. how, I mean, hey, you are, you remember Predator, right? Where Arnold Schwarzenegger was? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was shaking hands with the dude, and they both have muscular or muscles on it. You heard that clap when people are yeah. like, "Yo, my man," and it, the clap is just silent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh that's the thing is we both go to church sermons and mm-hmm. they're a little bit noisier than in this movie there, there's parts where the the ch- church sermons were a little quiet but uh, yeah yeah i mean that's probably a sound ending but another thing this movie is a faith-based film now i'm agnostic i'm not invested in the re- the religion of christianity but i mean i totally respect it for the the great people that you know make a good example out of it i mean like you for example are you're amazing and you kind of show the positivity in christianity Thank you. While some of these jokers who make these movies do not and that's mm-hmm. where i'm like you know i wanted to you know, to see this and then i also don't because this will make her feel ashamed to be a christian the just the way that the, this tries to advertise or promote christianity promote the word of god even to Oh, don't
1: worry i've seen plenty of cringy things before i it did not bother me in the slightest i thought that um some of the different kind of i guess like it reminded me of like like these little pamphlets we would get in my church in louisiana like the people on them like dressed like it like they were just these little small like cultural things that like it was definitely a cultural product of like christian like media marketed towards teenagers in like 2008 like it it, it felt very familiar to me
0: yeah i mean th- this film is cheap uh, in so many ways, but that's the beauty of the sound films is they just don't give a crud and I do have to appreciate it for them. I mean they try to talk about the the great word of God, that's why people, like one of the side plots is one of the characters I mean it's a generic side plot. My daddy died. Or not my daddy, my mommy died.
2: The mom.
0: uh, yeah, and that you hear in so many movies and they're oh what the heck was that? That was just my phone. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. I was like, oh my gosh, are we having a draw? Because my cat just <laughs> went in the room. So, uh, is she going to pull out her pistol? And uh, she just wants to jump on there for some reason. Hoops, what are you doing? Okay. you. Know, I don't know what she's, she's up to now. She's
1: inspired by Hamilton.
0: She's inspired by Hamilton or she's inspired by Sunday School Musical. But anyway, e- yeah, and the whole thing about, hey, we got to work together because... That's the right way, a part of God. I mean, this whole competition. If anything, this movie also su- would support people who really hate Christianity, because there would people say, "Oh, people only donate." I mean, the- these churches—they're out to get money. They aren't in it to help people pray for God or anything. All all this uh, donations—it really goes to us. There's no charity involved, and th- this whole thing about, "Hey, you know what, We got to fund the church." And that's all through this competition where all the... Oh, excuse me. All the money goes to us. Well, they They,
1: needed to keep the doors open. They weren't, like, trying to get fancy stuff. They needed to keep the lights on.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is what... Because churches, there are kind of, like, charities so you kind of have to wonder okay which percentage goes to uh the church and which percentage goes to you know what they're trying to find or you know trying mm-hmm. to help out yeah. and the movie doesn't really explain that so anybody who's like not really into christianity they could be like ah, oh, you know what yeah all this donations are phony and then yeah we get to the end of the movie where they, they get, eventually they all work together i mean th- there's these the their basic plot of this goes in no twists at all. I mean, you kind of predict, hey, we don't get along, but then eventually we do. And what I think is interesting, uh, and kind of wrong as well, is that the group that has the more diverse race uh, or ethnicity has to team up with all of the white people in order to make it. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm looking deep into that, but I was like, okay, that's kind of weird, all right.
1: That's, well, that church had more money. They had more resources, and they were, I, I don't, I think that's kind of honest.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I looked at it as genuine, but I could see other people seeing it that. But when we get to the end, I mean, they compete against the number one band. Also, all these dance numbers suck. That's another thing. Uh, When people are singing, they're dancing, and the dances are like...
1: Yeah, they're they're goofy.
0: (laughs) The dances are not good at all. That's the the two final competitions. Their dances are the same thing. Like, they just kind of go up and go, Oh, God... He's the best. And and then, you know, they they forfeit the competition because the, the rules are, hey, you can't have two groups together working together. They're like, you know what, we just want to perform. They're like, okay, so these people are disqualified because, you know, you can't have two groups working at once. So they'll just perform for no reason. And, hey, you know what, they'll have fun. And then at the end of it, the winning group is like, you know what, we don't deserve this. It goes to... The, this church and i'm yeah. like oh, yay you won anyway i mean <laughs> what i find it also interesting is that the the group their names are the bail fund church or the bail fund group and, and i'm like what does that mean <laughs> so anyway yeah th- this movie is as asylum as asylum could uh, get just without the addition of cheap special effects i mean pretty much you just go by the sound work and then you go by some of the uh, cuts but yeah it's about as bizarre as the asylum will ever get and i love them for it so that's my thoughts on sunday school musical
1: i would like to before we move on to the next movie shout out all the healthy coping strategies i saw in this movie like they had all these new ways to deal with stress like she would like blow up a bubble yeah. of it and it'd be like bubble bubble take away my trouble and then it would (laughs) pop and i was like that's good (laughs) and then when the guy got stressed out during the test and he would like go into the bathroom and dance it out like oh yeah so like i was like these people like for teenagers they're dealing with their stress really well when i was a teenager i would just be like grumpy but they had like all this like coping and I, I'm I'm really proud of them for that. Yeah, honestly. you should
0: dance in the bathroom more often. That's how you do. it. I remember that. Yeah. I was like, wait, is he doing this for a musical number? Oh no, he's just doing it because it helps him. And he was not even just dancing; he was break dancing. He was like, this. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so it's,
1: it's healthy coping strategy.
0: Yeah, that is Sunday school musical. A helping cope. Uh, help, helping coping strategy in in a uh, in a bad movie. So. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Anyway, now that, that yeah, that goes to, or that leads us with The Newsies. Hey, The Newsies! And The Newsies (laughs) is a 1992 movie based off of a play, Uh, or, or, you know... Other way around. Oh, okay. Other (laughs) way around. No, the movie came first, and then there was a play. The movie came first. Right. Yeah, but it's basically about these poor kids who their living is just selling newspaper to different this is back in the 1920s where you had uh, these type of kids who would just go out and go extra extra read all about it things that you never even see anymore nowadays we have a car just drive in and just toss the uh, newspaper on the front porch and that's those are the newsies of today i mean i would like to see a modern remake of this side note no, well i don't know <laughs> but that i mean that's kind of what the world we're in of the 1920s and you have these uh, grumpy businessmen who are trying to screw with the newsies uh way of living and you know raising prices on the, the newspapers so there, there's talks about workers union stuff that happened back then but it, it does isn't a movie that holds up Because when it first released, it got uh, not very great reviews, only uh, 39%. So that's not good. But the user score is super high. It's like in the 90s so people love this movie Uh, in fact my uh, co-host for the Pond Theater when I talked about seeing Newsies and talking about it on the show he's like oh my god I love the Newsies that movie is so amazing
1: yeah people really like it I remember when I went to Girl Scout camp as a kid there were these two girls and they were obsessed with Newsies the movie and they would sing all the songs at camp so I'm familiar with it from that like there's like a real like cult following of this
0: movie yeah I mean I I forgot uh, who, but I think I remember some people even acting that play of the Newsies when I went to. Or it was some like uh, Broadway play, but uh, yeah, I think it was the Newsies. Yeah, I think it was, but uh, yeah, it's uh, a very popular musical by Disney, and it was one of the early startings for a beloved actor, that was Christian Bale, who, Mm -hmm. you know, we now know for so many things he's been a part of, I mean, you know, most famously... The, one of the batman roles but he's been in so many other acts i mean he's a chameleon when it comes to his performances he was one of the vice presidents or one of the what was i think the movie is called vice but he, yeah he was, he was I, dick cheney yeah he was dick yeah. cheney and i could not even recognize him he is so mm-hmm. good at just disguising at at just about anyone and i barely recognized him in this too so that's kind of a credit to him is that he's able to play into the character and not that oh that's christian bale i mean he's able to just create his own of anyone he plays as and that's uh, a testament to how talented this guy is Mm -hmm. and you know what i'll have to say when the movie started it was the opening musical number was pretty fun yeah yeah. the songs are cute it was i mean the whole movie is over the top as heck i mean it's got that 90s camp But I did like the choreography. The dancing was great, and even the the shots of how they even built up the nineteen twenties. Man, this nineties movie, I thought they looked great. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, there are some decent musical numbers, and yeah, all these characters they have. I mean, all these actors they have fun. I think the one thing that distracts me the most about this movie, is the accents. Oh, yeah. I was
1: like, I cannot stand these
0: accents. Hey, I'm Brooklyn, from the New York! Hey, where's the papes? And you... (laughs) Five peeps, five peeps or twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. And yeah, throughout the film, like as it went on, it, it, I couldn't take any of the emotional parts of this movie seriously. Uh, I mean, they talked about some pretty serious issues with the whole workers' union and you know child labor. It's kind of uh, unfortunate that it's all undermined by these cartoonish accents by uh, by these characters. And there were some musical numbers I was not too fond of i mean you have the one main uh, female in this and she's just there to be horny for all of the boys uh, even her song number is a little uh, <laughs> i don't know if i want to say sexual a bit
1: are you talking about the Anne margaret character? yeah yeah i didn't get that but i can see why you would say that
0: well i mean you know it's like uh she uh i would kind of remind me of jessica rabbit except jessica rabbit was just so well animated you could kind of are like okay yeah you got you do have a sexualized character in that but the whole thing of that character was just how this uh, attractive la- uh, animated lady is uh, her boyfriend is this rabbit this goofy uh, go lucky rabbit and that's kind of the fun part about her character but mm-hmm. with this I didn't really get anything about her at all. She was just, uh, I mean, there. Yeah, that's how
1: I felt about a lot of the characters. Yeah. They were just kind of there.
0: Yeah, and there are so many newsies on screen. It's hard to keep up with them. That's why they don't. They just focus on really two people. Occasionally get some others, but really all these other newsies, they're all backup dancers. And it's really mm-hmm. about the the main two, and maybe there's a third one in there too. I mean, even then, their chemistry is very, I mean, basic and not very, not all exciting. It's just kind of going through the traditional family movie emotions and that's kind of the disappointing thing about it because you can definitely have fun with this movie. I mean for as cheesy and over the top as it is, the musical numbers I really did enjoy even if the songs they weren't like spectacular or anything there aren't things that I'm going to be singing constantly but it is a movie where you can just you know have a good time with and it's not too long. It is two hours, but it kind of moves by pretty normal. I, I haven't noticed it being too long or anything. Michael, what about you?
2: I saw it in the theaters when it came out. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I thought it was okay at best. Uh, I didn't think it was particularly spectacular. I do know people who absolutely love it, just like you, Lauren, with your friends there who'd memorized all the songs. And I, I think that's a phenomenon we've seen with a lot of films. What happens is the film comes out, it doesn't do very well, and we're in the age of home video. So it ends up in the bargain bin somewhere. And mom is looking through, and it's like, says Disney. Bang, it's three ninety nine. I'm buying it. Here, gives it to the kids, who then watch it 600 times.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and
2: develop a love for the film, because not because it's good, but because they had it and they watched it. Uh, it's the same thing with uh, my friend Christopher Armin, the filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loves Flash Gordon. I saw Flash Gordon at the theater when it came out. I was an adult at that point And went, eh, this is pretty schlocky and not that terribly good. But, as a kid, he got it on video, him and his buddies watched it a billion times, it's one of his favorite films. And he, he will admit it's not a terribly good movie, but he has this great love for it because of growing up with it like that. That, mm-hmm. you know, if you saw it later in life, probably not so thrilled. And, uh, you yeah, know, it was, it was okay, but I really had no desire to go and watch it again.
0: I mean, it is the thing is, if, uh, like, for example, if Kennedy is like, I want to watch Newsy, which... <laughs> Kenny's always just swapping through the same animated films, so I, I mean, I mm-hmm. maybe when she gets older and she's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. And you know what, I would have fun watching it. It's, I'll say, is I actually was more entertained by this movie than I was for say Frozen two. I, I mean, if I were to make a okay, which Disney movie are gonna you you gonna watch again? I would say, yeah, I would definitely pick this over because. There were times this I was having a great time or just a great moment, but I mean this whole plot about yeah the they're gonna I mean the business people being business people yeah, I mean it, it's very disappointing how this could have. Uh, you know, expressed a very important message about uh, the economy back then and, you know, how people are trying to get by on things. But instead, it kind of just speeds past that and just goes straight for the big flashy numbers and, you know, the wacky accents. I mean, there's even this side villain that appears, just these two thugs with uh, uh, some top hats. And <laughs> you're, when you just see them, you're like, okay, where did they come from? And you just forget about them until near the very end where they become actual bad guys in the movie and only for like a little bit and then you're like okay so what did what did they have to do with anything i i mean i assume so but yeah i, I mean the fact that there's just so many newsies at once sometimes it's just overwhelming how much is going on with how many kids are screaming. So, I mean... And,
2: oh, my re- my review of Goody's Two Hours of Children Screaming. But, uh, <laughs> again, saw that as an adult and it didn't quite hit for me. But this kind of reminds me of uh, Little Shop of Horrors, which really? the original film is a black and white... Very terrible Carby uh not Harvey Corbin. Uh, uh, uh Roger Blimey. Corman. Roger Corbin, thank you. Roger Corman film. And it, it's really very, very bad. Uh although it's got a certain niche to it. That went on and someone made a Broadway musical out of it. Which is fantastic. It was hugely successful and then led to another movie, which I absolutely love. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, but I love that too. This came this came from, you know, this movie that wasn't terribly good made a Broadway show that was incredible. And that's kind of like what happened here. Is Here's this movie, News not that terribly good, became a musical that was quite a hit and quite a smash from you know, your 39% for the original movie to the show ran for quite a while.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess it became it called in some hit that they just brought it back in the former musical maybe they'll even do i mean disney's so disney's really into live action remakes and doing remakes of things so i wouldn't put it past them if there's still a fandom for this movie that they'll remake the heck out of this I mean, I I could see it's that. happening. Yeah, uh, and, it's entirely
2: possible. Yeah, and they made changes when they made the musical, and so it would be a different film.
0: Yeah, all right. I mean, or I maybe they get yeah. people
2: with accents that fit. Yeah.
0: That I mean, that's probably the biggest drawback for me is that the, the accents there maybe too much. I mean, that's the thing is you got so many kids on screen with those accents that it, it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I was entertained by it, but is it a movie that I'm am I might dr- out of my way to watch again and again? Not really, but, I mean, hey, you know what? I got a niece and a nephew, and they just feel like watching it, then, hey, I'm not against it. This is a movie that I will watch, and I'll be entertained by it, but, yeah, you know, on a a basic uh, level, yeah, not a fantastic film, but I I don't know if I would say it's bad. All the actors... Yeah, fun. There was some great dance choreography, and the musical numbers, they're decent. Some of them, not so much, but all the ones with the kids, at least, I thought were... They were pretty good. There was a part where one of the kids, they were saying uh, something, uh, and for, for some reason, at first, it sounded like the N-word for me. And I actually had to replay that scene to know that... Uh, and I'm not gonna say the word because I don't want to accidentally slip. I'm not gonna say that word. But you know what's what scene I'm talking about, uh, Lauren? Where they're on a chair. Oh, the musical number is "I'm on Top of New York." Oh yeah, yeah I
1: know that song. Yeah, there's yeah.
0: a there's a part where uh, I think it was the black kid, but he was saying a line, and then at the end of it, even though it rhymes with stickers or uh, I don't know, but
1: oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: For some okay. reason, at first sure. I was like, "Wait, did he just?" Say what I think it said, and then I played it back. I'm like, oh, wait, no, it's (laughs) it was not what I thought it was. Okay, so yeah, I would say a high decent. It's you can enjoy yourself watching this, but I mean, Disney has so many musicals on Disney Plus, it's I don't think it's on the top for me are you learned? Yeah. yeah
1: i liked it i wish some of the musical numbers were staged like with more variety i was kind of tired of seeing like a bunch of kids on the street like punching the air yeah i would have liked to see that um i love a movie about a labor dispute i wish we had more like strike movies and then i think christian bale did a good job he wasn't a very good singer but he he really cut some capers he can dance so that was
0: yeah I didn't think he was bad at singing. Just the songs themselves, I just found they were alright. They were fine when they you were singing, but... it. I mean, I would play Hamilton's music again and again. This, not so much. I, it's like, okay, it's fun because of the addition of the choreography going on. I mean, because they have these big, wonderful sets going on. And, you know, just a lot of, uh, well, choreographed uh, dances... That work together, and I think that's what makes the music fun. But yeah, I I don't see myself just humming the songs after it's over, so... Yeah, anyway...
2: That would be my take on it. It's like it was enjoyable enough to watch, but I see no reason to watch it again. No desire. It's like, yeah, it was okay at best.
0: Yeah, not the worst Disney musical at all, I would say. But yeah. Anyway, that brings us to... I
2: had the feeling that so many of the dance numbers were just a remake of the Mary Poppins uh, chimney sweep scene Mm -hmm. where they it's like yeah that's a great scene let's do that again and again and then let's do it one more time
0: (laughs) yeah Anyway, thank you so much. Uh, as always, uh, Lauren and Michael, you two are amazing, and uh, yeah, we had a great time talking about these stuff. I mean, it's very very important and informative discussions, and also having fun. And, yeah. yeah. And the next time we will we'll be talking about some Christopher Nolan movies. I, I mean. Tenet was supposed to release this month and now it's not because COVID and all that I mean I did not really think it was going to make its July release date at all but I mean we'll still talk about some Christopher Nolan films and those films being Inception which is on Netflix and uh, I never saw Interstellar or uh, there was another one I forgot the name of it I think it's Christopher Nolan's first film but we'll watch those They'll be, that'll be our, our next show so anyway Lauren you want to talk about where you find people or where people find Yeah
1: you, you can find me on Twitter instagram and letterbox my handle is at lore underscore
0: insider okay and michael well michael you just have facebook so and people how's the update going with uh that short that you're executive producer of you 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 mentioned something that you and christopher mem were doing
2: uh well yeah executive producer i donated 500 dollars to a film he's done the principal filming he's putting it together uh with corona we don't know when we're going to release
0: okay well that's fair well when it comes out it'll probably be cool
2: but I mean actual production anything I have nothing to do with it's just like here's money I got my stimulus check I had some extra money like here, let's donate to do something
0: I like. Yeah, I mean, you you partially funded the film, so I mean, hey, that's that's money that you spend going into you know production of a movie. So I mean, that there is some uh, you know some contribute uh, some contribution you made. So I mean, it, it's not nothing. Anyway, that is it. I mean, yep, SoundCloud.com slash Pond's Press, OnlyFans told me the f off, so don't go on there. <laughs> No, it, I'm having trouble getting into my account. So, I mean, yeah, I do have an OnlyFans account. <laughs> I know Lauren was shocked by that. <laughs> uh, I,
2: I'm i just hoping it's not naked pictures of Chase. It's...
0: Well, you never know. That could be the exclusive. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Facebook, Pawnspress, Instagram, Pawnspress, at at chasespawn 64 on Twitter. I am doing so many interviews with Black Creatives just starting next week. I cannot wait. Uh, I have been talking to a lot of wonderful creatives of different, you know, creative backgrounds and I will be releasing that as they go. I'm I'm bombarded by these uh, interviews with Creatives of Color and I'm, I'm so grateful for that. I'm super excited for that. But I mean, of course, our main shows are there too. Yep, time to go. It's uh, good to see everybody and I hope... Hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend however you do it. And also don't go out uh COVID nineteen all that.
1: Yeah, stay safe everybody. Yeah. Wear masks, don't go to a big party.
0: Which people are going stay to ignore safe. that. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, <stay. laughs> yeah.
1: it's worth a try.
0: <laughs> Sorry, too many dumb people. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. None